Hello and welcome to today's PropCast. I'm Andrew Teacher from Blackstock Consulting. Now all week we're focusing on Modern Methods of Construction or MMC and so far we've heard from Legal and General Modular Homes and Ilka Homes as well as Mark Farmer who's the government's MMC champion. Today we're going to be speaking to Harry Swales from Homes England and also hearing a little bit from Mark as well to get an understanding of how the government's housing delivery agency has been supporting the growing sector and they've done some notable deals over the last couple of years with Sekasui House, Urban Splash, Ilka Homes, Places for People to name just a few and we'll hear from Harry who started out from telling us how Homes England has been supporting its partners over the last few weeks. Yeah so look we um, uh, we like everybody else uh, have shifted from uh, our regular operating activity um, in response to the to the health situation into uh, into a uh, a lockdown mode of operation. So we um, responded uh, very quickly at the outset of government advice to to change working practices, um, and through actually some some fortuitous uh, investment that we've made in the last sort of three to six months on our digital platform, we were able to pretty smoothly uh, move to to home working across the organisation. So within uh, within the first couple of days, we had moved to uh, over a thousand people working from home, uh, but connecting into working environment. Uh, and this came at, at a time for us that was just as we were, were heading towards year end. Um, so we set up our uh, our response structures um, uh, and our incident room, and that allowed us to start to put our contingency planning in place. Um, so we were we were really pleased with the, with the way that that went, and that enabled us to continue to work with partners uh, and to support the the activity of the organisation right across our investment uh, development uh, and engagement. With so you've, across so the you've, public you've still been lending, still been doing deals? Absolutely. We've been uh, lending money through the Home Building Fund. We also closed uh, numerous um, land transactions and those completed uh, at the end of March. So we've been able to uh, to keep operating uh, and to keep supporting uh, our partners um, in housing, both through investment and development. Great. Well, that, that's, that's really good to hear. So obviously, we're here all week talking about MMC and that's something that Homes England has played quite a critical role in and you particularly through some of your involvement in in various deals. What scope is there for this to continue? What scope is there for Britain to still be a global leader in innovation? And and obviously various ministers, prime ministers talked about levelling up Britain's economy um, as we're starting to now do in, in science and pharmaceuticals. But how do you think that needs to now play out in construction and specifically uh, with MMC and on offsite manufacturing. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I mean, uh, as you say, um, Homes England uh, is a, a mission based organisation that's here to uh, intervene and, and work with partners across the market uh, to create a more resilient um, housing supply market to uh, increase capacity and, and ultimately. Um, deliver the the homes that we need in 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 the places that they're needed, um, and as we do that, we have a, a number of um, key strategic objectives, um, uh, both about creating a more resilient and diverse market, um, but also um, driving productivity in construction, uh, and we look to do that through uh, our work in unlocking investment, both our own but also. 
uh, uh, wider capital and private capital to support uh, housing delivery. Um, and we work very actively in, in the development uh, and land um, uh, sector to bring forward land to unlock those those really challenged sites. Um, and so right across um, our uh, our tools and our interventions, we are looking to, to deliver on um, on creating a, uh, a stronger, more resilient um, uh, and more diverse market. And we see modern methods of construction as being uh, absolutely critical to to enabling um, us to achieve that aim. Uh, that, that has been true uh, in the past and it remains as, as true as ever today. Um, we have worked with um, both uh, domestic uh, and international partners um, and have made great strides um, uh, and have seen some big steps forward over recent years uh, in the industry to build new approaches and greater capacity to, to deliver homes in a new way, trying to harness technology uh, and also think both about how we build on and off-site uh, in a more productive uh, uh, way. I think for us, it, it, it's about the control environment that that creates. So the greater consistency of delivering uh, quality uh, products time and time again, um, and and managing some of the big challenges that we all know we have in, in the construction industry around uh, labor supply and skills. Um, so look, the, we, glo we, the global the global footprint of a lot of these businesses is quite cru crucial, though, isn't it? So Sekasui and, and Ilka both have uh, global networks in in their parent businesses that that are obviously going to be quite useful to us as Britain in in terms of how we upskill our own industry. Absolutely. So look, we we as you say have worked with Sekasui uh, and many uh, others. We talk regularly to those international organisations where we believe we can harness um, our domestic capability and capacity. Some of the fantastic SMEs who are. Uh, bringing forward new and innovative ideas and to uh, see how that we can uh, you know harness international uh, expertise as well as as well as our homegrown domestic capability so for us we see uh, that partnership as being critical to building a UK uh, base in that innovation and technology and and ultimately being able to to, to see some of those uh, businesses grow within the UK yeah. and start to work internationally um, in other housing markets across the world. So uh, let, let, let's bring in Mark Farmer. Obviously, Mark, uh, it's been a few years now since you published Modernise or Die, which was jointly commissioned by the business and housing ministries. How should we now be looking to modernise? How should we be looking to, as Harry says, create an export economy out of UK construction? You know, is that is that a bit too ambitious? Because construction hasn't exactly covered itself in glory when it comes to R&D, when it comes to innovation over the last 30, 30 odd years. What's your position? I, I don't think it's overly ambitious, Andy. I think it's it's a, um, an aim that we should absolutely aspire to in terms of um, leading the world. But before we lead the world, we've got to get our act together in terms of how we deliver it here in the UK. And it is clear that we're not there yet. We are a really interesting stage in terms of the um, MMC sector's evolution. And a lot of that has been supported by some great work that Harry and his colleagues have done at Homes England. Uh, and that clearly has to um, to continue. But we need to get a, a, a fully functioning 
mature market here in the UK, I would suggest before we think about maximizing the export opportunity. I, I, I agree with Harry that we need to have a, a healthy relationship on the international stage in terms of uh, promoting and, and um, uh, 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 rewarding foreign direct investment into our country where we're looking at best practice from overseas, particularly in terms of technology and uh, intellectual property of how some parts of the world that have been using MMC for a long, long time and are probably more culturally aligned to, to the idea of manufactured housing um, have, have really got some interesting models that, that that we can learn from. And we're already seeing that with the likes of the Sekisui House uh, deal with Urban Splash that Homes England obviously uh, were, were, were key to facilitating and, and, and participating in. Um, we're seeing it with other um, uh, uh, participants as well from from other parts of the world that are, that are wanting to be in the UK um, and getting exposure to our market. And I think the, the quid pro quo is in allowing that uh, entry into our market and the foreign direct investment, then that should be supporting British jobs and uh, British uh, a British sustainable MMC sector, which is clearly what I think is starting to happen. Um, and I think if we can get that move to a point of maturity where we take that learning, we're able to actually um, uh, by osmosis, if you like, drive that best practice into the wider sector and see it as the the exemplar if you like, in terms of true advanced manufacturing. And I think that's what we really want to be talking about, not just modern methods in the sense of building in, in a shed or undercover, but real advanced manufacturing, which is what we see in other countries, particularly in Japan. Um, then I think we we stand a, a good chance of making it our own and making it a, a, an approach that, that you know, that, that we can um, land here in the UK. It becomes a mainstream part of our delivery mechanism. And then we can look at those opportunities through either IP transfer, licensing, all sorts of other scalable approaches to taking it abroad. Um, and there's clearly a big opportunity. And you know, we, you only have to look at what we do in professional services in construction in terms of architecture and engineering to see how well regarded we are on the world stage. You know, wouldn't it be great if we could just translate that into manufacturing housing as well? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a very good point because there's actually a premium, isn't there, with with British architects abroad, and particularly when uh, people like Rogers went to China and and to the Far East, and 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 now does command a premium. Where where do we need to get to? Because I think some critics will say, Mark Farmer, that we've had this conversation repeatedly over three or four years, and nothing much has changed. So where what what has changed? What what you know? How do you see the impact that Homes England's investments have made on the market, uh, and, and and how far have we come? Uh, we've come a long way. Uh, as I've already said, we're not there yet, and I think it's important we don't get ahead of ourselves in terms of the the sort of the maturity curve that we're on. But we're very clearly, in my mind, in a very different space to to where we were when I wrote my report three and a half years ago. And you know, we've got some major players now, well capitalised with. Um, uh, some some really cutting edge thinking in terms of their business plans and strategies around technology enablement, around manufacturing process, around design versatility, um, starting to emerge in in the UK market, um, and it's it's a really important time. So we're still at a nascent stage in terms of the MMC sector's development. But when you have the likes of um, Ilka and um, uh, Legal and General and Top Hat and 
Barclay, uh, Modular, um, Urban Space Sekisui we've spoken about. You know, the, 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 we weren't in that position, you know, two years ago, two and a half, three years ago. So things moved on. The key now is to see how we can really turbocharge that latent capacity because this is all about front-end work and there's always a lag in terms of the work you have to do to set up businesses, to do product development, R&D, before you go live and scale. And we're now at the verge of being able to scale on some of these businesses. And I think if you can scale some of the larger businesses, it will bring the SME sector alongside it as well and behind it. And I think that's really important that some of the larger businesses need to pump prime a broader market acceptance of, of MMC and modular activity as being more mainstream. And I think you know, I have to say in terms of the current COVID-19 crisis, um, I see lots of indicators that some of the lack of resiliency that we have in our industry has been exposed perhaps more than ever before. So I would expect to see even some sceptics who perhaps have not been quite sure about turning towards MMC, starting to think even more about, is this the way to go to achieve a more certain outcome in terms of delivering um, homes and other built assets? And when we've heard this week, haven't we, from Rosie, Rosie Tugard, the, the boss at LNG Modular Housing, Modular Homes, Dave Sheridan, Chairman of Ilk Bofa, have talked uh, in some depth to us around the automation that they've invested in, in both of their res- respective factories. And Harry Swells, that, that obviously is going to be a large part of the future here in terms of creating additional resilience and, as you said, creating a, a greater platform for R&D. What can we also then do going forward to, I guess, to inject a bit more energy into research and into working a bit more collaboratively with with academics? Because I know uh, Mark Farmer's obviously uh, been collaborating over over the last couple of years with the Advanced Manufacturing College at Sheffield, and and clearly in other in other sectors, a lot is done with the private sector, with the public sector, and with academics but it doesn't strike me that so much have, has been done in in construction uh look i think that's right as marcus said um we are part way uh, along a journey and what's incredibly important uh to us is that we maintain uh that diversity in the in the capacity and um uh businesses that have been growing in recent years so i think there's been some some big steps forward uh, and we want to continue on that journey and as we think about scaling up uh, supporting um, investment uh, and uh, development with robust empirical uh, evidence and data is is equally important Um, so we want to be able to uh, work with um, academic partners and with industry uh, to build the evidence base um, around modern methods um, uh, and to demonstrate the benefits and contribution they can make to the pace of delivery, to uh, the productivity with which we build uh, and manufacture our, our houses and our housing components. Um, and so we will be uh, working um, with both academic institutions uh, and partners to um, look at the research that we can collectively uh, pull together not just over the short term but over uh, over the medium and longer term so around how we build but also about how um, the homes that we build through modern methods uh, perform 
in occupancy and operation. So well, really that's a key. That's that's a really key mm, thing, isn't it? That that yeah. occupancy piece and and the sustainability of of these products and the quality. And it's something we've not really talked about yet. But I know, again, critics will say that the last time we we ended up in a recession, a lot of the standards on uh, sustainability on energy performance were, were, were ripped up and thrown away. This obviously, uh, you know, this obviously occurred far, far before you uh, joined, uh, well, probably even before Homes England was was created. But w- what message would you like to send to the market now around your focus on sustainability and around you know really promoting that need to to improve uh, the the efficiency of, of what we build and and, and ultimately. Um, the you know, limiting and reducing its impact on the environment. Mm. So look, we we are working um, with government and with partners to think about how uh, we need to establish the right regulatory framework to see the continued move towards uh, net zero um, homes uh, and future homes and other parts of that review within government are, are ongoing. But, but we see it as uh, inevitable that um, we will all need to continue to uh, evolve the, the homes that we build and, and the ways that we build them to improve their energy performance. Um, and modern methods of construction, precision engineered uh, delivery of homes is, uh, is a key part of ensuring that we continue um, to move towards better energy efficiency in our homes. So there's a, there's a big opportunity there to think about how technology um, can support uh, can support that improvement both in in environmental performance, but also in the consistency with which we deliver uh, a quality product um, for people in this country. Uh, and doing the the research, collecting the data at a really kind of comprehensive um, and robust level, will enable us all to continue to understand. Uh, the benefits of um, modernising the way that we build. Um, so I think that's uh, that's a big collaboration that, that we need to um, bring academics and industry together. Um, and Homes England is uh, is looking forward to, to kind of playing our part and leading on some of that work. Um, and Mark Farmer, what degree do you think there needs to be a, more of a stick than carrot approach to the industry with a view to driving up standards of sustainability? Because it some would suggest that it is a little bit too uh, it is a bit too vague it's a bit too open it's a bit too easy to wriggle out of standards right now yeah it's 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 obviously a bit of a moot point when it comes to um <clears throat> the regulation of the industry uh you know we've had cycles of intended um regulatory uh, uh, regimes, where, particularly when it comes to carbon, where we've been looking to move towards zero carbon, and you know that started many years ago, and then there was a reversal of that uh, for a whole series of different reasons. And I think it is important. I, I do think it's a blend of carrot and stick. Actually, I think industry is increasingly going to become self-aware of its need to improve itself as part of a, a journey towards competitive advantage. But I also think government does have a role, and it's a really um, uh, a fine line between over-regulating an industry uh, and a complete sort of laissez-faire, uh, anything-goes attitude, and we need to get that balance right. But certainly when it comes to carbon uh, and the journey towards net zero that's been legally committed to by government by 2050, you know, the built environment contributes 40% of all CO2 emissions. So we've got to get going on this journey towards decarbonizing um, our built assets. And in terms of housing, 
you know, we're, we're not just talking about the operational performance of the buildings and energy bills, which is critically important, but actually um, it's also embodied carbon as well. So, you know, what are the materials we're using that um, have better carbon credentials in terms of the manufacturing processes? Um, how much waste is involved? You know, the waste in our industry is pretty horrific. So if we were able to address some of that, and that has other ramifications, things like landfill and um, all sorts of other issues in terms of recyclables then we start to make some inroads into that. And I think government has a role to play in the regulation of carbon. You know, the future home standard, uh, as as Harry's mentioned, has been out for consultation. Um, you know, this is a personal viewpoint for, for me. I don't talk on behalf of government. My, my job is to advise government, but, 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 but I talk as an independent. Um, I think the future home standard could have been more ambitious. Um, in terms of you know how it treats carbon and, and sets a better benchmark, more aspirational benchmark. And I think in turn, if that was the case, it would better incentivize MMC because some of these solutions inherently suit manufacturing type processes where you've got more predictability of outcome. Um, you know, the consistency that Harry said, every time you're doing something, it's a repeated process rather than the sort of vagaries of site construction. The other area of regulation that's clearly very... Um, topical at the moment is fire safety and there's a, a there's a fire safety bill um, going through process at the moment and it, again if that's thought about intelligently then it should incentivize by implication the use of modern methods where you can better assure technical outcomes so being able to demonstrate digitally and verified levels of construction in terms of you know fire barriers being put in correctly detailing being done correctly you know, we have to have a bit rebuild public confidence in what what we're building, particularly in terms of buildings we we live in. Um, and my view is that MMC, when done well, um, can be a complete proxy for that, as well as for for carbon improvement. So, yeah, absolutely, I think it's it's carrot and stick. It's it's all about the blend between the two. But there is a role for regulation, and we should be using it as part of the suite of measures to try and mature our MMC sector. And Harry, just to just to take up that point around quality and around fire safety, which have obviously been hugely, uh, you know, hugely political topics of discussion over the last couple of years. I, I don't want you to comment on the politics of it, but I'm interested in your view on the role of housing associations here, because they've obviously been at the forefront of many of these conversations around the the you know poor quality of housing at the lower end of of the market. Is there what opportunity is there for housing associations to uh, to become more efficient and and also to underpin some of their some of their social values around sustainability and and supporting skills? You know, both of you have talked about the ability of MMC to support a, a, a an improved level of skills within the industry. Is that something that that we should really be prioritising within the housing association sector? So. The, the, the housing associations uh, have um, some uh, really significant responsibilities, both as a landlord uh, and as a developer. And um, they uh, are with their boards all, I'm sure, um, considering um, the implications uh, of um, regulatory change uh, and um, economic conditions on, uh, on those priorities. Um, but uh, they are uh, very, I think, um, supportive and vocal about uh, their role in innovating in housing supply to 
uh, ensure that we are building uh, high quality homes uh, and doing that as productively uh, as possible. And many of those organizations um, have um, built uh, significant direct development delivery capacity uh, over recent years and therefore um, have a really um, significant part to play in uh, in the commissioning of um, of construction uh, and house building and through that there is a real opportunity to uh, to think about um, the contribution to continuing uh, the um, integration of technology uh, and driving productivity in in the way that we build um, and so there are a number of organizations uh, across the sector who have made some significant investments uh, in um, uh, modern uh, method driven uh, off-site um, supply chain and, uh, and I think that's to be that's to be welcomed I think there's a role for the sector uh, not the housing sector but the the construction uh, and MMC sector to continue to demonstrate um, the value that they can bring um, right through the supply chain. Uh, and I think, you know, continuing to build confidence through that research uh, and clear empirical justification of the benefits, I think is something that we should all be working towards collectively together. Um, but we continue to, you know, listen to our partners um, uh, and we work um, we work right across the housing market as an organisation. So we work um, with house builders, with SMEs, with those kind of innovative uh, organisations that are looking at um, uh, are looking at modern methods of construction, as well as the housing associations uh, and and increasingly institutional capital. Um, so we we are listening to to kind of all of those stakeholders um, in our industry uh, because there's an absolute need for kind of real collaboration around some of these things and to be able to understand um, different points of view uh, and and really come together if we're going to as, as Mark was saying um, move from the the kind of real progress we're making but making in a in a in a nascent industry into something that, that can genuinely scale up and start to uh, make a uh, an increasingly substantial um, impact on um, the way we build homes and the, and the quality of our housing. So, so you're 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 confident that 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 people. I, I guess you're you're confident that that people in the sector will see continued support from Homes England from government because I think one of the concerns possibly from you know, people client side from housing associations maybe you know they read these articles about loss making modular housing manufacturers and they think oh you know is, is this company the right partner for me are they still going to be around in a year's time what, what can you say to those sorts of associations that that might have a lack of confidence in mmc yeah so look, a lot of those organizations are are growing organizations that are investing capital in 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 their uh, technology um and in their manufacturing capability um, so there is a there is a, a growth story for a lot of those organisations, um, uh, and many of them are, are organisations that, that that we partner with and that, that we are working uh, alongside. Um, but one thing that's incredibly important to us is that that we continue to uh, ensure we have a diverse supply market um, and that that we uh, are supporting um, a resilient uh, industry, both from 
the more traditional house builders right through to uh, those delivering MMC. What we, what we really want is over the, the medium to long term to see uh, that diversity um, increase. And that means uh, building um, some of those businesses that, that, that we've talked about um, into larger uh, uh, organizations of greater scale. So we don't see um, we don't see any shift in uh, in our determination uh, or that of the sector to 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 kind of modernize. So we expect um, the sector to be there for for many years to come and to play an increasingly important part in the market. Um, and so mod- modernize and modernize and grow. Then not modernize or die. That's uh, that's a good. It's, it's a good point, Harry. So thank you to to Harry Swells from from Homes England. And let's just have uh, a, a quick final thought from Mark Farmer. Mark, what what do you make of, of of Harry's closing comments? There, you know, is this going to be enough to you know, to drive confidence? You think across you know client side? Yeah, yeah, I think Harry's spot on. I think you know we have to, we're on a journey here, and um, you know there's inevitably going to be impatience in terms of the talk about MMC being in front of the action. And, you know, that's clearly been an issue in the past. There's been a lot of talk, but not necessarily the evidence. But I think we're on the cusp for some of the reasons we've already discussed um, of of building uh, a true long-term capability, a sustainable capability led by advanced manufacturing principles that is scalable, that actually has quality at its heart, um, that is fundamentally well capitalized rather than being fragile. Um, and uh, subject to to shocks. Clearly, we're in a market at the moment which is unprecedented. So this is going to be an acid test of coming out the other side um, as better businesses, and that applies to both traditional and MMC businesses. But I see an opportunity. I see an acceleration of that opportunity, actually, in terms of the recovery from the crisis that we're currently in, in terms of um, turning people's heads towards a better way. And this is not binary. As Harry said, you know, we're going to have traditional delivery techniques that run alongside more innovative modern methods. And this is not either or, it's about both. And this is about building um, that 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 uh, resilience, that diversity of the production base, but also additionality. And I think what certainly modular construction is capable of delivering is additionality of some of the key players on the pitch, where particularly if they're land-led, they're not, we're not just talking about manufacturing. If we're talking about integrated development, manufacturing type so businesses. So turnkey offerings. Yeah, yeah. Then then you just get a completely different model and actually enables more choice in the market. So you're not just talking have, uh, with a, a more uh, a traditional house builder uh, fraternity. You're, de- you're dealing with more, uh, a broader range of en- new entrants into the market that have different approaches. And, and, and consumers can make their own choices. At the end of the day, the end clients, whether they're housing associations or domestic purchasers, they all have to make their own choices. But I think it's important we have that choice. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about wanting to promote MMC because I think it is a route to choice and to better outcomes if we get it right. That was Mark Farmer, Cast Consultants' Chief Executive and the government's MMC champion. Thank you also to Harry Swales, Executive Director of Markets, Partners and Places at Homes England. And still to come this week, we're going to be hearing from Project Utopia, from Top Hat and from Lang O'Rourke uh, and, and hopefully a bit more from Mark Farmer as well. Please do subscribe to PropCast. You can search PropCast on Apple, Spotify, any other 
streaming or podcast platform please stay in touch and if you've got anything you'd like to discuss with us drop us a line and get in touch but thank you for listening i'm andrew teacher from blackstock consulting